Ready? Hello and welcome to Rhythm and Pixels, a video game music podcast. This is episode 32-9, and we're your hosts. My name is Rob. Hey, you have, you're forgetful today. I'm, I'm just distracted. I'm just a distracted <laughs> podcaster today, that's all. Ah, I'm also Pernell. And every week we listen to great video game music from all consoles and all generations. We'll pick a topic, we'll pick some music, and we'll listen to the music, and we'll discuss it. Um, and this week we have a special guest. Yes. I'm very excited to have on the show. So let's give him the introduction because I'm like, I'm, all, I'm still wrapped up in the whole idea. He, he does the clap. I haven't, I've done that sometimes here and there too, but I'm not used to people doing like you said. Um, so uh, 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 DJ, producer, and, and, and I guess more recently, um, a, a club DJ of video game music. And you can find his mixes on YouTube. His name is Dedeco. Andre, welcome to the show. Yo, guys, thank you so much for having me. Very excited about this. First time I'm in a podcast in my life. <laughs> Whoa, wait, so we're your first podcast. That, yep. makes, that makes me feel great. But also, that means we got we to gotta step up the game, right? We, we'll, we're our first show. We'll we don't go, do it just right. We'll go easy on you. We'll go easy on you. Um, I, I got to <laughs> say, I first saw your mixes on Twitter. You posted, uh, someone shared your, one of your mixes on Twitter. And I've always loved the idea of video game music mixed in a club DJ setting. And, and you've done it in such a, it's a very smooth, uh, very clean way with all the transitions from track to track. And, and the, the track selections are spot on, but every track is video game music, mainly from like the, the, CD, the CD era. So it's, we're not going back to the chiptune era. But tell me a little bit about your DJ history, because I'm, I'm really curious about when you got the bug and when you actually started playing. Yo, so first of all, thanks a lot for the kind words. Uh, actually, I started producing music before I started DJing. Mm. That was a long time ago while I just <laughs> like downloaded Fruity Loops and... Okay. Uh, People call it FL Studio nowadays. I used to call it Free Looms. That's oh, they, how, how they, long it was ago. They went through yeah, a, so, they went through a rebranding for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So um, and then I've been producing for like a bunch of years, and then I think it was like it was Daft Punk that got me into the whole thing. Of course, like I just found out about them uh, and remembered like when I was a kid and, and I used to see those those amazing music videos with the green guy the the blue guys mm -hmm. oh yeah interstellar um, oh yeah yeah the, yes the exactly. animated one yeah that one's yeah that's great interstellar yeah. something something <laughs> a big number interstellar five 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 okay. nice four five four. uh so that got me into music production and into electronic music in general then i think i bought my first DJ controller, it was like, dude, it was like 2012. Mm. Uh, wow, it's so long ago. Uh, and then, yeah, I just became like a, like a, a what you call a, a regular DJ, just mostly like playing house music, mm -hmm. played some parties here. Uh, but it was never like my main focus like I just focused mainly on production and then I went to college and stuff I didn't really know what I wanted to do and uh, so recently 
I really like got back at it, especially like at the pandemic. Um, it gave us a lot of free time. Yeah, it gave us a yeah, lot of, and, yeah. and, and, and it felt like an opportunity at the beginning of the pandemic to try, to try different things. Yes, yes. I mean, I was playing at parties before. Like, actually, the last party I played before the pandemic, I snuck in uh, a Ridge Racer track there and a Persona track. <laughs> oh, man! <laughs> and it yeah. was, it was amazing to see like all the cool techno kids dancing their asses yes. off to to Ridge Racer music, and they, and they had no idea. Um, and you. then, yeah, and then I got like the, the green screen, you can see it back there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that was mainly to to mm. record like live sessions of my own music. Right, right. But then I was, it, it was kind of crazy. Like I, I was laying down in my bed in, in the dark and then it was like lightning <laughs> struck in my head, you know, it was like, oh my God, the video game music DJ set series. <laughs> it was all, it was all there. Like, uh, cause it, it was something nobody was doing basically. Like, uh, right. you have of course a bunch of amazing VGM mixes all around, but like in the video format with the visuals and the, the mixing with the live mixing and stuff, no, nobody was doing that. So right. that got me super excited about it. And um, yeah, there's a lot of yeah, people. Yeah, that's are... pretty much how it went. I gotta say oh. straight out though, you in your narrative there, you totally fulfilled something I've always wanted to have see someone do, and I appreciate that. You did the thing where you go to a party where people who don't do anything with video game music bopped to VGM beats without the knowledge that that's yeah. what they were doing. <laughs> that yeah. is amazing to me. Yeah, you can sneak those tracks in. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of video game music mixes like you said online but they're all focused on maybe either the nostalgia or the game and they group together maybe the, the games together right but the yeah. idea of the idea of DJing a club mix of the music you're picking the tracks that sound good together regardless of what game they're in right yeah except for yeah your, in most yeah, cases your, your, the Ape Escape series that you're working on right that's all yeah, that's escape. what I'm working on right now. It's <laughs> it's it's insane, man. Like, because <laughs> okay. yeah, usually I, I just like you guys, I pick a theme. So so like ambient jungle or house music or techno, and then I'll just go by the music. Like I don't I I have my library of, of music that I that I got from a bunch of different games, and then it's all organized in this way, like by genre and mm -hmm. stuff. So. That's how I go, how I go about it. Uh, except for these special mixes, uh, I've done one for Wipeout, all Wipeout mix. Yes. Uh, another one for Bomberman Hero, and now I'm working on the the Apescape mix. I gotta which... say, I'm not going to spoil the topic until it comes up, but I was going to point out, I was actually a hardcore looking for specifically Crumbling Castle for Apescape for this episode. Right. I couldn't find it, which means. <laughs> Hopefully that's going to end up in your mix somewhere because I was hoping I'd come across it for this episode. It didn't find it. It's a weird coincidence. How many how many tracks are will be in your Ape Escape uh, mix? So far it's forty eight. Wow, forty eight tracks. That sounds like a good mix. <laughs> yeah, and it's and that's just like one hour long, so it's mm. really like intense mixing and a bunch of mashups going. Um, and yeah, it's music from the first game, the third one. We don't talk about the second here. Uh, 
yeah so, something weird happened there man something weird happened and uh also some some spin-offs have great music and not a lot of people know about those i'm trying to remember like there was they had a party game at one point didn't they yeah yeah pumped pumped and primed i think yes a party game all right well let's let's start listening to some music and then let's just uh let's just talk more about games and life and music and life <laughs> for a while. And monkeys. Um, okay, so the, the the topic this week, you know, we have Dedeco here, video game DJ. We thought we would do dance music or like club or rave music. I um I ch- I found some really fast tracks that I'm gonna save for our Gabber episode if we ever do one in the future. I have to hang on to that. <laughs> I'm hanging on to the dream of a Gabber bgm episode well i got a track i already can play for that so i'm very uh, hurt well at least have two songs for that episode um but we have our guests so if uh the deco if you could uh pick our first track uh introduce our first track and we'll let's give it a listen okay so i'm actually going to cheat and uh because usually the format you guys follow is you have like two tracks and then a remix Mm -hmm. uh if that's okay i'd like to go with the remix first Oh sure, Cause... why not? Yeah, yeah. It's actually a remix I did. It's a mashup remix. It's a mashup between Heal from Ico, the the save theme, and uh, Ever Summer Island from Ape Escape. And I thought it would be cool to to have it first, cause I don't know, just to give like an idea of my work. Oh yeah, so this is a mashup I made in my uh, atmospheric atmospheric breaks mix, mm-hmm. and. Um, yeah, I thought it would be cool like to show a bit of my work and to also show like a song that will be in the Apescape mix so that people might get bumped for that. <laughs> no, yeah, and it's a good idea to see maybe your process because you aren't you're not just flowing the tracks together. A lot of times you have to do edits and mashups to sort of fit everything together, right? So um, let's give it yeah, a Yeah, that's all live. Like I do, I do the them them live. Like just just. How do you call that? Like, yeah, just live mixing with the DJ decks. Yeah. All right. So here we go. Heal and Ever Summer Island from uh, was it Ico and Ape Escape Three.
And we're back. That was Heal from the game Ico, mashed up with Eversummer Island from Ape Escape 3. That was uh, mashed together by Dedeco. Um, wow, that that fit so perfectly. That was a bop. We were, uh I, I was taken to a whole other place with that track right there. I was eating carrots to the rhythm. <laughs> Is that your dinner, carrots? <laughs> actually carrots, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this this mashup is like it's very dear to me because uh, first there's like it's it's kind of magical like how these two songs blend together and and not only musically because because I mean you have like all these like these melodic lines that mm. that that kind of go together in the same direction and they intertwine and stuff and it's super beautiful but it's also like two PS2 games that. I find to be like kind of seminal PS2 games. Yeah, true. And they're both developed by Japan Studio. Mm-hmm. And I made this mix uh, right around the time when Japan Studios was getting closed by Sony. Aww. So, so it was like a it nice... was kind of it was kind of a way to to like pay homage and also kind of mourn oh, <laughs> all, tri- all that it happened because it, it got me pretty bummed out. A tribute but it was swan s- song. sort of a coincidence as well. Sorry, what? I was like, it's like more, it's sort of like a tribute strong, like a tribute swan song to the studio. Yeah. And I, honestly, like, it's interesting, like, that you, I've not met another person that was really into Apiski. Like, I'm curious, like, like, did you did you come across them like by chance? Was it a sort of thing where like you like read about it in a magazine? It was like, oh man, I get down with Ape Escape, and like <laughs> you just kind of got into it because, yeah, it's a franchise that I love, and I'll I'll, I'll let you, I'll, I'll want you to answer. Now ramble about some nonsense. Um, <laughs> but how'd you come across the series? Yeah, so actually, I got to know it through the composer Soichi Terada. I'm a huge Soichi Terada fan. I used to know his tracks that he used to put out on Far East Recording, yeah. his label. Amazing, uh, amazing stuff. Yeah, it's great. It's it's phenomenal. And uh, yeah, I was a big fan of the guy. I found I found about him through you know research for my DJ sets and stuff. Mm-hmm. And before I was a video game music DJ, and uh, then I found out that he made a music for. A PlayStation One game, and I was I was blown, awesome. blown away by that. That blows my mind. Yeah, from our perspective, it's usually the other way around, yes. where we know the game and we go, "Oh wow, he did this whole other, he has this whole other dance music background." And it's very, very good. And I gotta say, like hearing you guys talk about this and hear you say that, it makes so much more sense now because I didn't have that history with him. Mm. But like, like earlier in the episode, I mentioned the cat, the crumbling castle theme, and yeah. that track seriously sounds like it would be playing in a club in the right circumstances mm. like it sounds like a dj mixed it <laughs> and now i get why it was right. composed by a for a composer outside of the, the hobby right. with yeah a, and it's yeah. and it's it's like a really cool story like how the ape escape soundtrack came together because soichi was like i'm not sure if he was a dj but he was like a dance music producer for a while and uh he had this record called Sumo Jungle, which yeah. is amazing. It's that's like that's the last one I know. Yeah, yeah, it's like a whole jungle record based on like samples from Hawaiian music. I think okay. it's it's amazing. And then like the 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 Ape Escape director listened to that and just came to him and like and then went like, dude, can you 
make music like this for my game. <laughs> nice. And uh, yeah, so it's it's really I don't know something something magical happened there, <laughs> like that encounter with. Yeah, he, he. It sounds like they gave him a lot of creative freedom to do what what he was already doing really amazing with um, on the PlayStation Two, and it's great that he was able to do it on the PlayStation Two and didn't have. A lot of the uh, the memory restrictions of doing something like on the PlayStation One or on the Super Nintendo. Oh no, it was on well, the PS One. It was on the PS One. So I put yeah. my foot in my mouth. No, no one. Ha- <laughs> no one. You're the editor. You can always tweak that right out. <laughs> no one has to know your I, dark um, secret. Far too lazy to do that tonight. <laughs> um, so did he? Did he do music for all the Ape Escape games, or was it only the first one? Um, so it was the first one. The third one. He didn't do it for the the second one. Um, and then a couple of the he did pumped and primed, uh, and I think a couple of spin-offs, but not not like the the entire soundtracks of those spin-offs. Okay, that's awesome to hear. Mm-hmm. I want to go back and look again. Yeah, I, I really like uh, a, a fair number of your mixes contain a lot of these kind of uh, breakbeat jungle style tracks um, from that era, which I truly appreciate. I really enjoy hearing that sound. Um, so let's move on to our next track uh, from Purnell. Okay. This is an odd-numbered episode, so we're going to go to you. So, Well, my track isn't going to have nearly as much oomph as that one, but I'm going to give it my best. Um, this comes from the game 2D, um, Beatmania 2DX14 Gold. Uh, this track is titled Gold Rush, and it is composed by DJ Yoshitaka G featuring Michael Alamode. <laughs> Michael Alamode is clearly, clearly, clearly the, the, the MC of Beatmania 2DX. Oh, yeah, like this track. <laughs> so like reiterate the track, Todd. This is called Gold, Gold Rush, and it's from the game Beatmania 2DX Gold, 14th style. Um, if you didn't get that from the actual track, because they said it a bit, um, composed by DJ Yoshitaka G, whose real name is Yoshitaka Nishimura, featuring Michael Alamode. So the interesting thing about this track is that when I first heard it, and my friends heard it, because I'm in a circle of friends who are like really into like B-Money games, like Japanese B-Money games. 
And when we first heard this track, it became like a long-standing running joke in our friend circle. Like, we'll just randomly go, go! <laughs> make it make money! Um, we'll just ramble it off or whatnot. But the odd thing about it is that it really got into our brains. Like, the track itself has this just this, this energizing sound to it that just gets you pumped. And it makes me chuckle at the idea that, as I was saying on the break, much of it is literally just the guy saying the names of the games from 2DX first style yeah. to 2DX 14. Well, I mean... <laughs> it just rolls with it, and it still sounds great. If your MC is that hype, it, you don't really... You don't really need to care what he's saying, right? You just <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> a good dance. Yeah, the Beatmania games, they look so fun. Like, everybody who plays them loves the heck out of them. Oh, yeah. Oh, they you better love them for the amount of work you got to put to get good at them. Yeah, it, it takes a long time to get... I, I am... I have I've played a long time. I've never gotten very good at those games, and then I've just sort of given. I only play the games with my feet, the, the DDR and the Dance Dance games. That's it. <laughs> I mean, I still play them here and there, but popping is where I end up getting yeah. my chops in. But when it comes to 2DX, it's like the moment they started making you hit the scratch pad, mm. but they made it like they made it work like a button. As far as how the button streams goes, like yeah, it's unfortunate. So it's like you can't like do like a normal scratch. You have to use like really weird off-putting like pinky scratches yeah. that don't feel like scratches. Well, no one's really scratching a whole lot to this type of style of music so much. I wouldn't think so. But I gotta ask, Deco. I mean, I've, I've heard a lot of your mixes, but there's not a lot of um, MC, you know, shout-outs or <laughs> or talking going on. Have you ever thought about adding a little bit, or have you ever had an uh, MC at one of your uh, parties? Oh man, actually. Um the first time I played video game music live was like a friend of mine. He he made a he made a, a beat tape that he recorded on a trip to Japan using only like eight bit synths and stuff, oh, like cool. very cheap tune sounding. And he, we made like a, a release party here, and uh, I was like, dude, I'm gonna play video game music at this party. <laughs> this is like my chance. <laughs> so I did something very different from like what I. I'm doing nowadays, which was like more of like a, a live show. So I played like a bunch of synthesizers together with the tracks. I, I did some like finger drumming over Street Street Fighter music. Oh. Um, and one of the moments was like, uh, what was that? The 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 beat from Super Metroid, I think. Like the the, the lava world. Oh, uh, Brinstar. Like, Is that Brinstar? No, yeah, 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 Brinstar, lower, lower yes. Brinstar. It sounds like a trap beat. So, so, yeah, that's right. So I made like, uh, I made like some trap drums over that, and had a friend, a rapper friend who was there, uh, rap over it, and uh, that was cool. That was pretty cool. Oh wow. Um, yeah, it's something I might might want to add. I, I really also would like to have more beat mania stuff on my mixes, but it's just so much, so many games. In yes. that series. Well, the beautiful I think part it's like is, 100. Well, the beautiful part is once you get it in there, after hearing Michael Alamo just now, you can just do an entire mix where over the over the soundtrack, you're just talking about the chores you got to do when you get home from the club. <laughs> you, can just scream. you can just talk about your cat the whole time. Laundry! Feed the cat! Wash! Wash! Scrub all the dishes! <laughs> People's like, man, this guy's really hyped about chores. I, I love, love that. I, I love, I love um, uh, 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 lyrics and vocals over video game music. That would be really good. I was listening to the uh, the Third Strike soundtrack again at work today, and I was reminded about how so much fun um, the lyrics from Infinite are in that game. And then I I remember, I remember an interview 
where he said like he was um he he uh, auditioned for the for the soundtrack, mm-hmm. but he wrote all the songs for the audition. Oh, so you already came in ready for the job. The day before, and he came in, wow. they gave him the job, and all the songs he wrote are in the game. Everything he did is in the game from the day before. So did he do, like, retroactive billing hours or something? I don't know, but they, <laughs> he did all of that, and then he and then he did all of the, um, like, round one, round two. Like, that's all the one guy. Oh, that's pretty awesome. That's pretty great, yeah. Um, that's amazing. I didn't know that. So yeah, there's, there's some cool interviews of him out there. He's a Canadian uh, rapper, and he's just, just seems like a really friendly, like, down-to-earth um, uh, guy, but like, <laughs> it's just there's some really catchy tunes. Again, with uh, that's Hideki Okugawa on the soundtrack. So, um, so from my set list, I went all in on the Dreamcast, Japanese Dreamcast music only, dream, Japanese only Dreamcast games. Um, so this is a uh, sh- overhead shooter called Zero Gunner Two. Um, this is Stage Seven A Aerial Capital for the Sega Dreamcast, composed by Masaki Izutani. You're listening to uh, Stage 7A, which is the aerial capital from the game Zero Gunner 2 for the Sega Dreamcast, composed by Masaki Izutani. And I, I love all the vocal samples. I love the kind of um, chopped up orchestra hits. So it has kind of a, that old classic sound, but chopped up, and it sounds really modern um, for the Dreamcast game. But then if it's got that classic Sega for me, I, I relate it just that's to, to the Sega music of this era, where there's a lot of like funky bass lines. I think it's a good tune. Like the funny was like, I've never heard of this track though, obviously because this game is really hard. One, <laughs> two, I did not three. get to stage oh. seven anything, but I kind of want to now to hear this in game. <laughs> yeah, I was um I was thinking like there's a lot of really good. Um, uh, music in uh, overhead, like like shooters and shoot 'em ups. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be something you could uh, you can maybe uh, you can mine a little bit. You know, go and find some some pretty good tracks in the shooters. Yeah, absolutely. I think the first Zero Gunner has like a, it's sort of weird that soundtrack. What do you find on that side? It 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 kind of feels like it's a bit unfinished, but that's that's kind of like charming to it. Right. I think. Yeah. So this is a. Def- it's kind of like like thin. 
Yeah, it's it's definitely the an second one is it's like a fuller soundtrack. Like the the breaks are very nice. They got that you got that that funky drummer <laughs> sample there. It's pretty cool. Yeah. But the one is, is oh, I love it, but it's also, it's so weird. So you'd say that the Zero Gunner 2 soundtrack was a massive step up from the first game as far as like production quality and such? Man, I, I'd have to to listen to it in more depth. depth. How do you pronounce that word? You, you did better than uh, I did. Shoot. Uh, I, I think, yeah, I think it's a step up. I, I don't know if it's that massive. But it's a step up, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a kind of a lower key kind of kind of dance track. So this is a, is this a game that you had some time with at any point back in the um, back in the old arcade days? I don't, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I, I'm sure I've tried it, but not not one I, I've looked for. I know the Zero Gunner soundtracks I've looked at before. Oh, okay, and for sure, um, I may have I may be getting it confused with um, Sonic Wings. That's one I've never played before. Yeah, Sonic Wings 3 has a really hardcore jungle soundtrack, which is really interesting. I, I, lo I love is like a lot of these these classic shoot 'em up games, especially the arcade ones. All the soundtracks are, are very varied. Some are like these really hardcore, like hitting techno, and some of them they try to do more of a, a rock rock and roll style. Mm -hmm. They never really fit into um, any kind of genre. So, mm -hmm. like the Deco, are you? Yeah, are you big on like the shmup genre at all, or like a fan of any? Oh, mittens! See the cat. We got a cat on the screen. <laughs> yeah, the cat's back. Anastasia's back. Uh, dude, I love it. I love it. I just suck at it. I. It's it's <laughs> it's so difficult. I. I've like I think last year or the year before I started even watching like some some tutorials. There's this this great YouTuber called Shmup Junkie. Okay. Uh, he made a great video on like techniques to to get good. So actually, I got my first one CC ever like last year. Oh, on Mujihime summer. Well, like, congratulations! <laughs> because I will never one credit that game. Heck, I won't ten credit. Oh, I'm so. not very good, but I got my first uh, one credit clear on Mujihime Sama. Hey, that's a damn that's a, good that's first a credit one. clear. No, but, uh, but it, it was the easy mode. Like it's oh. a, it's a cave still. game easy mode, but it's it's still the easy mode. <laughs> I'll still it still counts as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I think so. But now <laughs> I want to ask the follow up question to that. So if you can you think of a like maybe a shmup or shmup series where if you were given free reign to write the soundtrack for it, like for a sequel, like what would it be? Hmm, that's a good one. Wow, great question. Man, I think I'd have to go with Mushi, like, because there's a reason why that was my first <laughs> one CC, you know? I just love, like, the aesthetics and the music in that game so damn much. It's really one of my favorite soundtracks ever. It's like this mixture between organic sounding instruments and, like, this really, like, almost new age vibe to it but together with like this heavy hitting electronic beats i'd i'd love to tackle that somehow that would be amazing it is kind of like that the game's aesthetic is like that too because it's this really challenging difficult bullet hell shooter but it's all taken place in this fantasy world like with um with giant bugs and princesses and in the forest so it's a it's a good blend of all those things, even in the soundtrack. It's an adorable game that's trying to maim you. Yeah, it's very very challenging. <laughs> yes, yeah, I, exactly. But I feel like as far as the cave the cave shooters go, um, from all the shooters from Cave, uh, I feel like it's they've they've that's one of their best ones. Like all of their ideas 
scoring and music and gameplay all has all come together into that one game really really well yeah and the composer um uh, manabu M namiki is that it um he's done most of them i forget if he did that one or not yeah i think oh, yeah yeah it's manabu uh he's amazing i love i love that guy he's got so much great stuff um yeah i'm, I, I'm, I'm just not sure if i'm pronouncing his name right uh, I, yeah, yeah, Manabu uh, Namiki, and there's also um, another cave um, composer that's on, does a lot of the cave games, is uh, Masaharo Iwata. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so now we're back to your, uh, your, back to you. So do you have a second track for us? Yep, I do. Uh, I was going to pick a track from, from the game Chain Dive, which is like this absolute hidden gem yeah. on the PS2. Like, I, I don't think I ever heard anybody talk about that game. I found about the game because of the composer, who is Tecno Uchi. Um, and it's just like this great PS2 game, like very, like a very PS2 PS2 game. And uh, But ultimately, since we just get three tracks each, I, <laughs> I, I had to get some Namco in it. I, I had to have them, I have to have the Namco, man. Namco is like I think they're they're my favorite sound team ever, Ooh. and uh, yeah maybe we'll take a listen and then we can talk a bit about it. Alright, here we go. This is um this is from R Racing Revolution. Is that right? Yep. Right, this is a uh, Show the World by Yu Miyake. Show the world. Gotta have the Namco. Yes. 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 From Namco. Show the world from R Racing Evolution, composed by Yumiyake. Ooh. Ooh, that was smooth. It just it just <laughs> hit me too. Like now that you mentioned Namco, I didn't even realize I could have brought Volcano Racer Volcano Driver on here from Rage Racer. That would be perfect. Uh, There's so much good racing music out there. It's such a great great opportunity for like really smooth tracks or just like a lot of good dance music just i just want to drive to dance music all the time so now you gotta be with something yeah it, it yeah go ahead sorry no i was gonna ask a question but go ahead yeah it, it just it just like matches so well and and nemco is just like they were they were on such a role like in the 90s and the, the, the like the beginning of the 2000s mm -hmm. uh like they had Ace Combat, they had Tekken, they had freaking 
Katamari Damashi. Right, right. Uh, and like Ridge Racer, which I think is like the, the biggest example of rave and club music in games, like ever. Maybe together with like Wipeout. And um, and not to count like their, their, their weird arcade games. There's two I, I wanted to recommend to the listeners. I almost featured them. Uh, but I wanted to go with, with something a bit more high energy in the end, and that's Aqua Rush and Rapid River. Rapid River. Those two soundtracks they make no sense. They make no sense how good. That was those the arcade game are. where you were like oh pretty much like God. rowing and like trying to get coins while rowing down the river. Yes, I. Ha- yeah, man, exactly. I had not thought about that game in years, let alone think of the soundtrack. That game- that game has like a like this ambient jungle soundtrack that's super deep to it. It, it, it it's like it's really overachieving, you know. <laughs> what those guys were so I, I used to work in an arcade long ago, and it the machine was a, a, a very large, wide screen, and there was essentially like a big plastic raft and a huge yeah. oar that was enough for two people to hang on to, and the game was essentially just. Or you know, moving the ore back and forth like you're like you're going through a river. It and, tired you out. And by the it was only like four or five stages, but by the fifth stage, you have to do it so hard. If it's and if we're not doing it with another person, <laughs> it is exhausting. But be, you know, in an arcade, I never heard the music to it. All I heard was just like the attract sound, and then people like maybe playing it and just. If the, I remember clunking on the machine, it was just so interesting. And if exhausting. I remember correctly, the actual raft itself actually had like a force feedback feature going have. on too, right? Yeah. Like, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Wow, I'm gonna look that up now. That's <laughs> that's so interesting. Yeah, you're gonna be surprised, man. It, it's it's oh maybe it's even a bit out of place because it's like so didn't, um, <laughs> so deep, like like really deep jungle. Was it was it a Namco game that was that other one that was a prop cycle? Yeah, you, like you're on the on the bicycle. That's you're like, chasing the balloons. Yeah, chasing balloons. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that was probably one of my. That was probably one of, if not my favorite, like weird arcade vehicle games. Because it used to be Top Skater, but ultimately Prop Cycle is the one that ended up taking the taking the mantle. Yeah, yeah. That. Uh, people would come into the arcade. The kids would kids would play on Prop Cycle, so they would do a uh, a bike machine, and then they would get an arm workout doing <laughs> the Rapid River. Like I stayed by it's the balloons like for years, and honestly, even in the present, I've going to like gyms to try to exercise and the like and you look around all the different weird machines they've got and you remember the games we used to play like prop cycle like why don't they have something like that here yeah like imagine how much harder you'd work (laughs) on the cycle station if you're trying to pop balloons for points instead of just riding in place (laughs) watching the news on tv yeah yeah i'd be much more motivated rather than watching the news (laughs) which just makes me sad yeah (laughs) like like get that high score, like man, our <laughs> our customers are losing so much weight lately. What's going on? What have you seen the high scoreboard? Yeah, and then you have like like um, so there's there's a there's a, um, a franchise of gyms called Orange Theory, and it's kind of like at your boxing gym where you wear a, a heart rate monitor, and they track your heart rate and how many calories you've burned. And there's like a whole scorekeeping system, really? and it's a contest to see who can like either you know stay in the zone for longer minutes or keep their heart rate at a certain rate. So what you're telling me is I need another gym membership. That sounds like my alley. It's not. It looks like a lot of fun, but yeah, they've kind of gamified. I guess you wouldn't call it gamified uh, the the workout. Um, so I went to an IT convention called Spice World. It's for um, SpiceWorks, which is an IT website. And at the same oh, time, oh, did I put on my techie spice? To, uh, uh, yeah, no, it was Scary Spice. Oh, Scary Spice! Sc- okay. Scary Spice yeah. got into the uh, Spice Spice World. Spice Girls got into the Spice World. But uh, next to it was at the same time there was a convention for Orange Theory, 
And oh. so it was a bunch of um, nerds and then a bunch of fitness nerds. So <laughs> it was kind of fun. Um, did not mix well. All right, so uh, my next track, I'm going to play from another uh, Dreamcast game, which I've heard of before, but I didn't realize this is a rhythm game, a rhythm game based on Poyo Poyo characters. Da! Poyo Poyo Da, you know the game, um, for the Sega Dreamcast. I don't know the composer for this track, but it is it is a fun one. This is called the Hip House Compile Classics 1995 from Poyo Poyo Da. Yeah, just, just talking about having people just randomly talk over tracks, and there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was Hip House Compile Classics 95 from Puyo Puyo Da for the Sega Dreamcast, which, um, Pernell, you, remember, you remembered quite a bit of that music. Oh, yeah, I played this stage a lot because I failed at it a lot. Uh, Puyo Puyo Da is a really tough game, actually, but it was interesting and such a departure from the Cole series because... 
They took all the characters and gave them like like I think RLA, who's the main character of the franchise, they gave her like a B boy cat. Awesome. And like Love like it. Junko jeans. <laughs> <laughs> she was like just doing like break dancing and stuff. It was a really yeah, great game. So I, from from what I've seen from the playthrough, it's like it's got so it's like a one on one style game. You got two three D characters of these Poyo Poyo characters, but like the dancing, I mean Bust a Move has been out for a while, but they kind of dance like kind of just like Sims, like side to side. And yeah, every once in a while, they'll very slowly go into like a breakdance move, and then they sort of sway back and forth again. Yeah, my memory might be a little <laughs> loose on uh, this, but the thing about this, like, so before this game came out, we already had like Bust a Move, like you said, or Bust a Groove for the States for folks who were like, what are you guys talking about? Um, so in that game, the dancing was a little bit more dynamic because the button inputs that you would put in would determine essentially what dance moves they were going to do. You were like mm. leveling up the dance skill to their best dance moves. And then fever time, baby. And that's when it all broke loose. Fever. But Puyo Puyo Da, it was more along the lines of like, there's a long bar at the bottom of the screen and arrows were scrolling by in the shape of Puyo, or they were basically arrows, but they were Puyo-shaped arrows, oil arrows, whatever. whatever. And the dancing itself was not so much based on the arrows you were pressing. They were just doing a routine. I want to say they did flub if you screwed up a lot, but I'm asking you, I'm remembering them doing that. So it really, was just, just kind of like a, a beat mania style, hit the button to the music game, but going left to right rather than up and down. Yep. Oh, okay, interesting. But it was still fun, just very difficult. The yeah. timing was tough. Yeah. And when you started getting to the harder levels, they had some really complicated arrow patterns to do on a Dreamcast control. Yeah, Old, older rhythm games, I feel like the, the input and the lag, like they were still figuring that stuff out, especially on home versions, mm-hmm. where that could be different depending on the monitor you were playing on, the TV you were playing on, uh, all that stuff. My big mega baby Magnavox. I missed that TV. That, that thing is, those, those TVs weighed a ton. Uh, uh, Dedeco, do you do you still play classic games on on classic televisions, or do you find a way to emulate them or? Get oh them man, onto? yeah, I have a huge CRT right, right, oh, right yeah. next to you. <laughs> <Nice>. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, uh, actually, I got it as a as a gift from a friend. It was like, man, it, it's there. You just have to pick it up. I'm like, okay. Uh, <laughs> I arrived there and realized I have to go down five. Uh, stories of, of stairs oh. carrying the thing. <laughs> what size was man, it? Man, it's huge. It's 20, I think like 20, 27 inches. Oh, so how was the back replacement? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just teasing. I, I'm working on that. I think I'm going to need it. Like sometimes if I carry heavy stuff nowadays, I still, I, I, I remember that day, you know? <laughs> yes. Like when I, when I, when I got to the street, I could I couldn't lift it anymore to put it in my car, so there was like a, a biker going by. I just waved at him. I'm like, dude, please help me with this giant TV. <laughs> and he helped me put it back in the car. But yeah, man, I love I love CRTs. There's this uh, there's this great Twitter guy that 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 makes like these comparisons between like the the sharp pixels on, on LCD and the CRT mm-hmm. uh, monitors. And it's just like night, night and day. The difference. It's. Uh, I think the pixel art becomes more like a like a painting or or something like yes, this. Yes. Yes. It looks so good. Yeah. Yeah. The, it's amazing. The, the, I love it. Pixels kind of. And they, they bleed it's got together. zero legs, so I love that yes. as well. I will say one thing about that. I don't hear a lot of people mention. It's probably because just a weird thing to like about CRTs or certain CRTs. I like the hum that the tube gives off. 
Yeah, I'm not into that. I like <laughs> the hum. It it feels great. It's like ah, that's some classic sound right there. <laughs> um, but because it, it reminds me of like when I was a kid, like in my later teens anyway. Like I would go to sleep, and I was one of the kids that kind of had to ha- wanted to have the TV on in the background just to have some noise and audio in the room while I slept. And also kind of just having that light glaring, too. Mm. So, obviously, when you know TV went out for the night and your TV still on, like you just get this, like, that quiet hum right. from the television itself, and I could sleep to that. Yeah, the, the, the Xenon tube or whatever sort of powering down. There's a um, there's a, uh, a DDR player that I really like. He um, he streams on, on Twitch, and he owns, he owns like I do, like just a, a pad and an and LCD screen, but he owns one of the older machines, and the CRTs, eventually they have problems. And he has to figure out ways to replace little parts and ways to find ways to repair them. And there are so few people left in the world who are who know enough about these things to repair them. And they're so dangerous. And even they're just so dangerous. Like you have to get the parts too, right? How do they yeah, come you have across to, those? You have to find the parts, usually secondhand or someone is making them really specially. And then when you open them up, they're so charged. You know, you have to... Like yeah, you can totally die <laughs> because of a charity TV. That was, that was an awesome stream. He had like these enormous rubber gloves on, and he said, okay, I did the thing. Now let's make sure I did the right thing. It was just like terrifying. <laughs> Everyone's like waiting for him to blow up on, on stream. Um, he did not, by the way, but... That is a relief thing. It didn't fully fix his CRT. It was still kind of weirdly green. <laughs> but that's the best he could do under the circumstances. Yeah. All right, so I, I skipped your, your round, so... My tears, so they sorry. won't stop flowing. So why don't we... Buckets uh, of them. <laughs> we're, uh, we're on to uh, Purnell. Purnell, what you got? So my last track comes from the game Robbie Reby. I've mentioned it on the show at least once or twice before. Oh, we, play, we played a few tracks. It's got a great... I mean, it's got two. It's really clearly two composers on the soundtrack. As one's more dancey than the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm not sure which of the two did this track, yeah, but we'll figure it out. Um, the track is called Brawl Breaks, and it's composed by Three R Two or Trio Dust. I think it's going to be Trio Dust because I know I've seen that name a lot before. So let's go. This is uh, from Robbie Reby. Welcome back. You're listening to Brawl Breaks from the game Robbie Reby, released on. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> 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 released on the PlayStation 4 and composed by either 3R2 or Trio Dust. And this, the consensus here is that it's likely Trio Dust. Um, so, Dedeco, you were saying you weren't sure what Robbie Reby was. And it's understandable because this is one of those, like, I don't think a lot of people talk about this game. So. It's an odd premise. It's a game about a bunny rabbit, 
from our world who gets transported to another world where she's become a humanoid rabbit girl. And she's trying to find her master. But in the process of exploring this weird world, there's a group of bunny hunters who are obsessed with rabbits and want to catch her. And they get encased in some weird, like, colorful dust that will sprinkle over their heads at certain times, which is generally what the boss battles start. Mm. And once that happens, they become a, they become manic and they start fighting you. And the battles are essentially like bullet hell platformers. So you get a hammer, like a Pico Pico hammer that you can fight with and a fairy that kind of fires bullets for you. And then the other characters are just like spraying bullets all over the place in weird, cool patterns. Like the boss that I most remember this track playing on is a girl you fight on a snowy mountain. And she like fires icicles down from the top of the screen. It'll be like scenarios where like fireworks will kind of like like snowy fireworks will pop in the sky and like bring out like circular patterns of bullets from each one. You got to dodge in between them. Yeah, I always found like like I understand like the bullet hell shooters within like the horizontal scrolling and the vertical scrolling, but when you're doing like a a 2D platforming, it takes on a whole different thing because now you're also fighting gravity. Yes, as you're jumping over bullets and stuff yeah. like that. And yeah. there are some times in that game where you'll make a dodge. Like, how did I do that? Because you can you can slide. You can, like, there's, like, a weird, like, combo where you can slide and jump with your hammer's attack. You, like, a sort of, like, dash, like an air dash with it. So you get to the point where you're, like, doing these miraculous maneuvers to dodge the bullet sprays because they don't, they really don't mess around. Like, it's, it's tense. And this music is playing as you're trying to make all the dodges happen and such. And the way they score you, they, they want you to play aggressively. Like, if you stay back too long, your combo meter goes down, which means you'll score poorly when you finally uh, beat the boss. So you're, like, you're, you're encouraged to, to play harder. <laughs> yes. It's, I like that. The soundtrack is great. I, this is the first track of uh, this soundtrack that I've heard that has this, this kind of sound to it. And it's, it is, it's aggressive, but it's also really, like, exciting. It's a happy sound. Yes. Me. I can honestly yeah, it say... it sounds amazing, and, and the gameplay sounds amazing as well. Oh, yeah. If you have a PS4, said. if you have a PS4, I beseech you to pick this game up <laughs> and give it a try. It's but it's a P- PC as well, right? Is it on PC? I see it is on Steam. You're right. Yeah, you can find it on PC if you're a PC. Is it like that, that, that Metroidvania with, like, B- Bunny Girls? Is yes. That it? That's the one. Yeah. yeah like, oh, no. Man, I had no idea. <laughs> they had some... some Insane jungle music in that. that that's yeah. awesome. This OST goes hard. Yeah. Like I'm telling you, the the if you just look at the cover of it and walk away, it does a, that yeah. cover does a does a poor job of telling well, you what you're getting into. Because the cover and the and the and the artwork of like the portraits and stuff are like kind of the sexy bunny girl tropes. But then like the game itself is really very small, pixely, very cute, and very difficult gameplay with with an amazing soundtrack. Mm-hmm. That you kind of forget that the game is about like you know the sexy bunny girls. <laughs> like I actually had the like when I started playing the game, I did the really dumb thing that I typically do in these games where they let you choose how you want the difficulty to scale. Do you want the bosses to level up with you, which means that if you don't, you know, you can't basically you can't outpace them. Right. You have to just be better than them. Or you can do one where it's like kind of like the bosses are just kind of like, hey, you, you can actually outpace them by finding the right upgrades and stuff. Mm-hmm. And of course, I chose the former. Kind of static. Static. Yeah. No, just they just kick and they kick the stuffing out of me. Bosses, when I win, I break my neck to get that See, win. I would say it as the other way around. We're like, okay, maybe I don't play as well and I don't level up as much so that the bosses are just really low too. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But that, that, that would be the second one. But the first one was like they keep scaling up with you. So as you get, as, every time you beat a boss, the next boss is going to be way harder uh, to the point where they outpace your growth 
and you just kind of have to get better. It's a constant challenge. Mm-hmm. And, and you play in a very stressful way. I understand. A friend of mine asked. He made a, a joke you, meme. You like the stressful today. games, man. Like they made a joke meme where the character said, um, "I love when people go about saying how they play video games because they they don't want to feel stressed out about things like they do in their day to day life." But then you'll pick a character like a like a healer who's constantly stressed out over healing other players, or in my case, always choosing hard mode on your games. Yeah, I find I find like puzzle games and, and the bullet hell games uh, uh, not relaxing, but very uh, distracting because your full attention is on it, on that kind of thing. Do you have do you have a similar uh, feeling to that, to Deco? Yeah, sort of. I, 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 I've been wanting to, to get more into that feeling because I think it is possible to, like, almost meditate while we play Bullet Hells. Yeah. But I, have, I haven't gotten into that state yet. But <laughs> I think it's possible, like, to have your full focus only on that. Uh, I think it takes a bit more practice. <laughs> I feel like there's yeah. a term for that. I'm trying to remember That's what it is. A flow. Oh, it's a, flow? It's a flow state. A flow state, yeah. Where you're not thinking. I get that a lot. I used to, used to get it a lot, a lot playing um, Enter the Gungeon because you just kind of get into the rhythm and you're not really thinking about and focused on anything else. So when you're, your mind is emptied is when you can uh, you can, best, you can achieve your best. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you still lose on the first boss, <laughs> but I have nothing left to give. Those games are much better uh, with some coffee or, or a cup of tea, for sure. <laughs> All right, so we are now down to the part of the show that we call the bonus round. Bonus round 1.33. The bonus round is where we play covers and remixes and arrangements on our theme. Um, our guest here kind of switched things up on us and played his mashup at the beginning of the episode. So um, you have a third track for us. What you got? So I have some armored core now, and um, yeah, man, like like the more I listen to the armored core soundtracks, the more I start to think that it might be like my favorite franchise ever in terms of music. Because <laughs> I know it's it's like I don't know, man. I I need to think this through like a lot because there's just <laughs> just like too much stuff. But just at least like in terms of volume of stuff, like. Like in in my library of music, can you guess like how many armored core tracks I have? You want to you want to take a guess? I uh, got yeah, at least ten, maybe ten. Two hundred and fifty tracks. Wait, <laughs> oh, what? Oh, so you you mean the whole soundtrack, right? Or, or yeah, the okay. whole franchise, the whole franchise. I'm gonna just say that I, I was gonna guess I, lower too. I was gonna go like okay, like twenty. I was, <laughs> I was thinking like tracks that you've chosen for like DJ sets. Um, but yeah. no, no, no! It's just like from from all that I have in in my in my hard drive. So it's just too much good stuff, and it's like, cause cause like the thing that I love about VGM is that like before anything, I'm like a DJ and a and an electronic music producer. So what I'm really looking for, like when I'm when I'm researching music, is stuff that's like cutting edge. That's like unlike anything I've heard before. And like when you have video game music, you have like, um, how do you say it? You have people making club and rave music, mm-hmm. but those people are not making those musics, those tracks to be played at the club. Like they usually have different backgrounds from the usual club music producer. Mm. Uh, they usually have different techniques. It's like a whole different context. And like, of course, 
some amazing things are going to come out of that just just from like context alone you know and armor core is like one of the like the epitomes of that i think there's usually like just super forward thinking experimental techno right like really yeah. great stuff music yeah. music not and composed now, specifically to to have people dance or to convey those moods it's it's composed for a completely separate medium where they can be more experimental right yeah exactly exactly and there's a and, lot uh, of kota hoshino sorry what not about saying i think there's a lot of armor core games to choose because there's like at least six right and that's just the numbered games yeah there's a bunch of them there's like like around eight games i think or something like that yeah and this one that we're about to listen to is from a game i've never heard of before it's called armored core for answer and then um, let's listen to some music and then let's let's continue our talk about the uh, the series uh, the track is called precious park and it's composed again by uh, koda hoshino Precious Park, composed by Koda Hashino for the game Armored Core for Answer. And that was presented to us by Dedeco. Wow. I mean, 
that is a sound that was unexpected. Um, friggin' bop. So good. I could, the, oh, it's just that the dancey rock sound, but it was like a dream, dream pop kind of sound to it. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, I, I don't know if you guys heard about Evergrace. Yes. Evergrace, I am familiar with pumpkin head costumes, all kinds of weird helmets for like equipment and stuff. It was on PS2. Yeah, with like the super weird soundtrack. Mm-hmm. It's got a crazy soundtrack. And that was made by Kota Hoshim. That's also a from, from software game. And I think with that game, the, the guy just like invented a new music genre like, <laughs> yeah. on its own. You know, it, it's, it's insane, man. It's like unlike anything that exists elsewhere. And I think that's kind of like the energy that he brings into the, the Armor Chord. He's like the, the audio director. So there's a bunch of composers. Like you can't make like <laughs> the Bazidan track. It's like 20 games in the Armor Chord series I saw here. You're probably... Um, I just got to mention, so, I'm looking for this game right now. I want to buy it. <laughs> I want to buy this game. I wonder if these are available still. I mean, it says this is an Xbox or Xbox Live game. I'm like, check. This, this one is for the PS3. Oh, okay. It's on Xbox, too. Like, apparently, it's on, it was released on Xbox and uh, PlayStation, but I'm crossing my fingers. Oh, no. And this was a, a Reddit post mentioned in 2021. So recently, guy was like, "Was eight, was I said, was Armor Core for answer taken off Xbox Marketplace?" So, oh, oh, man. off to eBay for me tonight. <sighs> oh no! And yeah, and this one is directed by by Hidetaka Miyazaki, the the the, the, the Dark Souls director. Ooh! Oh, okay. So it must be pretty good. And yeah, man, Kota Hoshin is just like experimentation off the charts, like. There's this, like in the beginning of the Armor Core series, it even sounded like a bit amateur, amateurish, mm -hmm. you know? Yes. Uh, and then you think like he's going to move away from that, but he kind of he kind of banked on that, you know, and like and tr and tried to express himself through like weird weird ways. Like there's there's this drum break in this track, and it's just like it's not looped perfectly. You no, know? There's yeah, like a little bit. When I first so, started so, playing so it, that's I, I, so thought interesting. I, it like, I thought I had it. Um, I thought I had it like doubled, or I thought I had it like incorrectly in my my player. I thought there was something going on, but with the guitar and with the vocal, yeah. And then he works. adds like those guitars and those vocals and this dreamy vibe to it. It's a bit emo, a bit a bit ravey. Like it, it's it's just like so unique and so cool. I, I love it. So much. Oh, I Kota Hoshino is a genius. Yeah, it sounded like something Pernal would listen to while, he's, while to, he's like we're cleaning in his kitchen or something. I literally want to buy the game because of the tracks. So you know <laughs> I would listen to it. Like this is a bop. <laughs> this game, this oh, if the rest of the OST is on par like this, great Guga Muga. I'm in trouble because <laughs> I got some. I got some. <laughs> yeah, I got yeah, some yeah, research good, to do. Scott. All right, Pernal. It's got loads of great stuff. Pernal, we're up to you now. You have a bonus round track, I think. Ain't touching that one, though, but <laughs> I'll do my best. Again, this, this is, that, that was my track of the show. Likewise. Like, it's hands down. That was so good. I'm over here. Like I said, I it's very rare, and the listeners can attest to this, it's very rare that I hear a track that makes me go shopping for the game itself. <laughs> like <laughs> that, immediate, uh, <laughs> immediately. That did it. I'm glad you guys liked it. <laughs> it was really good, man. Um, this track I have here is a remix from the game Ease 2. This is the Ice Ridge of Noltia Lunatical Dance Mix. And this is composed by Lix under the Levolution label. <laughs> 
fade out, fade out on the organ solo. Oh, you are listening to the lunatical dance mix of the Ice Ridge of Noltia from the game East 2, composed by Lix from the Levolution label. This, like, I have a fondness and, or rather an attachment to the Ice Ridge of Noltia, mostly just because it's the only game that made me call the Turbo Zone Hotline helpline because I couldn't solve a puzzle there for a good week. That was the, the Turbo Graphics Hotline? Yes. Okay, they had their own. They had their own get help quick line, and I <laughs> I gave them a lot of money to help me figure out where the freaking like, the ice cape was located on this stage. Um, but this version of it, like you like, it doesn't sound too different from the original track mm-hmm. from like the PC ninety eight, and yet just adding that extra layer over it, that like it just. It makes it dancing. Very high energy. Which got me thinking when I chose the track itself. It's like, I wonder how many like how many times this happened to us in the years. Like someone takes a track and you go, I like this, I like this composition, but it's missing something. It's lacking a little something. The guy goes, I know. <laughs> and suddenly everybody's grooving. Just like we got ourselves a masterpiece, that's boys. The art, that's the artist's the artist's uh, creativity being like can see something, you know, or just just adding a little something extra to something like that. Yeah, and is 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 definitely like the 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 funkiest JRPG series <laughs> ever, I think. Yes. Of course, with with Yuzo on the decks and shit, uh, it's amazing. So good, like yeah, I'm glad. Honestly, the only thing about it is like for years and years, I had no idea that Yuzo Koshiro did the original cuts for these games, yeah. and when it, when it clicked for me. I just became to appreciate them that much I know. more. Before, honestly, I think before doing this show for the longest time, I saw Yuzo Koshiro and I was like, yeah, Streets of Rage, dance music, right? But like, he has a whole RPG background with like Wolf Team and with Falcom. Um, so it's pretty amazing stuff. The man is a legend. Like, and, that's, and just to get this out of the way, that is genuinely the reason why when the Masses of VGM thing comes up later in June, that's why I'm not picking him. Not because oh, he's not a legend, but... Anybody who doesn't know he's a legend, they need an education in the geomology because I don't know what else to say. Yeah, absolute legend. Um, all right, so it's been a long time since we've heard from Persona 5. So let's listen to Pers- Persona 5. It's been a week. <laughs> oh, it's been a while. It's been one week since we Persona 5. Um, after finally finishing this game, finally finishing this game, uh, we're going to listen to some music. This is from a remix by DJ Joe, um, a remix artist that I really, really enjoy. Does some really heavy beats. This is the Bass House remix to Life Will Change featuring Shannon from the game Persona 5. Yeah. 
ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Robin Williams. No, this is um <laughs> this was Life Will Change featuring Shannon uh, from Persona 5, composed by Shoji Maguro, remixed by DJ Joe. I want to say like classic DJ Joe sound because he always does like these really big, heavy bass sounds. But like every, I feel like every song I've heard of his, you know, over the years has gotten more and more and more and more complex and bigger and bigger and bigger. And this has just got so many parts to it. I'm telling you, he dug out all his tools. Yeah, yeah, I know that one section. Yeah, it's like a whole, it's like a whole journey. This track, I know, like halfway through, there's a chainsaw solo, and then oh, two two organ solos in this week's show. Nice. Um, so I'm glad we got that in there. But yeah, uh, fantastic remix. Yeah, you were right. As soon as you hear this song, you're just you're like I'm mentally focused on the game. Yeah, I'm just I'm so excited for the characters to to win. Yeah, because like um, it just feels great. Yeah, like there's something about like a lot, and there's like a mixed contention between depending on who you talk to about the whether the Persona Five OST deserves the credit people give it. Mm. I'm on the obviously in the camp of it deserves all the credit, but I feel like no matter how you come at it. When you're playing this game and it's time to make that final heist on each palace and this track kicks in and the lights are flashing in the palace, the alarms are going off and you're just blitzing through. <laughs> yes. You get so pumped. Like I used to get ecstatic for these scenarios. Like, how are they going to get it this time? Yeah. What are we going to do? What's the, how, what many, how, many pal- how many palaces are there, right? There's like, what, there's 10? S- there's about seven. Seven? I don't forget. But it, like, in every time I hear the song, I still get excited. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's just awesome. Um, so for more information on the bonus round part of our show, you can go to rhythmandpixels.com. And on their website, we'll have links to the artists' band camps and sound clouds and everywhere you can buy the music, download the music, stream the music, and support these fantastic artists. All right, thank you so much for joining us on episode 32-9 of Rhythm and Pixels. This is our rave, our rave session with our special guest, Dedeco, all the way from Brazil. We truly appreciate you spending the time hanging out with us and sharing with us uh, some of your favorite music. Yeah, thank you guys so much. Had a great time. Thank you for joining us. It definitely has been a great time. Like Rob has been familiar with you for a while. This is my introduction to you, and it's been nothing but a pleasure. Yeah, after hearing your oh, mixes and, and seeing your um, seeing your, your mixes on YouTube and your enthusiasm, I thought this is a the perfect <laughs> the perfect fit. You know, I think we all are enthusiastic for for the same type of uh, thing. Yes, you know, we want we want to yeah, get absolutely. people interested and involved in music. Nice, nice. Thank you guys so much. <laughs> um, so before we head on out of here, can you tell our listeners how how they can find you online and and um, anything anything else that you would like to promote? Yeah, so I'm on YouTube. If you look for the Deco VGM DJ, you can find me pretty easily. Um, I did a lot of research on <laughs> SEO and all that stuff, <laughs> yeah. so it, it's 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 working out. Um, yeah, and uh, same thing on Twitter. If you want to follow me there and uh, hear me complain about about I don't know video games and stuff. And yeah, that's it. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Yeah, I very much did. 
I think the verdict is set to yes. Yes, yes. And you're always welcome back, too. If you want to promote something new that you're working on, uh, hit me up on Twitter. Hit me up, and we'll uh, we'll get we'll put something together. If you want a good yeah, you know, collard, if you want a good you know collard green recipe, hit yeah, me we'll, up we'll on talk, Twitter. We'll talk food. <laughs> I'll take care. Of you. Um, yeah. So, um, if uh, any of our listeners, if you'd like to get in contact with us at the show, if you want to say hi, hello, or if you have a track suggestion or even a topic suggestion, please send it to our email, rhythmandpixels at hotmail.com. And for a full track listing of this episode. Uh, a full track listing of all of our episodes and access to all of our episodes, you can go to our website, rhythmandpixels.com. Check us out on uh, social media and even on YouTube, youtube.com slash rhythmandpixels. We have a 24-7 radio station playing nothing but 8-bit and 16-bit classics. Um, And if you'd like to support the show, the best thing you can do is just to tell people about it, tell people that you love video game music or you just love music and uh, you listen to our show. You can also support us by going to Patreon at patreon.com slash rhythm and pixels and as a member there at all levels you get access to a monthly live streamed episode where we record the, the episode live um, for you um, or for an audience <laughs> and you get also uh, cool stuff too like there's, there's prequel episodes additional content we have um, uh, mugs and stickers and t-shirts all available through our patreon and at the end of every episode we'd like to thank all of our patreon members who are at the highest tiers so we want to first want to thank brooke Brooke, thank you so much. Thank you kindly. Frankly, Zappa, uh, number one, team star, but not team star. Team star, yeah, number one, number one star for the team. Oh, okay. I'm like, whoa, what? I got there. Um, and then uh, number one, no, the username is number one. I uh, really, we really, really appreciate your support. I uh, want to thank GameFan44, Mike Myers. He's been, um, he's been commenting on my runs and Runkeeper. Nice. Um, so that's pretty cool. Uh, I want to thank Ulf Person, Vashon8060, Alex Messenger from the AVGM Journey podcast, Andreas Milberg, Brian Pitt, Cameron Worma, Carlos, Kung Fu Carlito from the Heroes 3 podcast, which I think we're going to have on maybe next month. Yes. It'll be awesome Order to have him back. For two episodes. Look, uh, Carlos is fantastic. Uh, Chris Steenerson, Chris Wisner, a.k.a. Musashi219. The wise guy. Uh, Christopher Sendstrom, Chuck Kowalski, Davy Cakes, David Taylor, Enchilada Regol, Harold Howard, Jeff... The Triple Jeff. Try Jeff. Try Jeff. Uh, Justin Schneider from XVGM Radio, another fantastic podcast. Keith Shusterman, uh, Martiris, host of ReVGM, a podcast devoted to remixes and arrangements. Michael Bridgewater from Forever Sound Version, um, also as MeBree64 on uh, Twitch, uh, rocking out, um, DJing and playing his own uh, Commodore 64 uh, demo scene tunes. I want to thank Rage Cage, host of the VGMporium podcast. Uh, Reinhardt Zelkova, Sleepy S'more, Steve Miller, Taco, and then Ed Wilson from the VG Embassy. Embassy. Um, I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna go see him. I think it's time we go visit our dad, Ed Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, thank you all so much for your continued support of the show. It means so much to us. Seeing your names every week encourages us to 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 to, to, to release more, to do more, to do better. We'll, we'll, we'll do better, I Smell promise. Smell better. Smell better. I uh, got so much. My deodorant game has stepped up. Um, I'm glad because you always come here right from the gym. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, thank you all so much for listening to the show. We'll have another special guest next week. Uh, but we want to first thanks again to Dedeco and for bringing your game game uh, uh, knowledge and music. Thank you for giving me another game I need to buy. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks again. <laughs> thank you, guys. Thanks to you. All right. It's it's been awesome. Yeah, thank you so much. All right, thanks everyone for listening. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Pernell. Have a great week. And remember, I mean, 
You've listened to the music on this episode tonight. I'm pretty sure it got you toe tapping in the car or in your office or I don't know in the in the in the laundry wherever the heck you listen to a finer podcast. Um, <laughs> but you might find yourself also feeling like you don't definitely want to shake your thing like your mama gave you or whatever words I want to use that are buzz terms for dancing because you feel like you might be embarrassed or something. You don't want people to look at you because your dance moves suck or whatever. When the reality of it is, no one cares. It's all about having fun when you dance. Most people aren't particularly great at dancing, and if they're not good, they are good at it. Most people aren't watching them to acknowledge that they're good at it. And same for if they're bad at it. It's all about just feeling the music, having fun, moving your body, and when you feel comfortable enough to do that, you'll realize that your dance music takes on a whole nother form. A form of which you won't want to let go once you experience it. So just start dancing more. Move your butt. Move your body. <laughs> <laughs>